the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Always kind of interesting to be the animal who comes out of his hibernating hole after a weekend and take a look at the stock markets. Is it safe? It's okay. It's okay. Um, Friday, we got a little bit of jitteries, jitters, jitters, and jittery, nervous, anxious about the number of COVID cases rising in the United States and the world. Some sobering news there of the numbers continue to roll up and the economy continues to be opened up and rock, scissors, paper. It seems like the economy opening up on a weekly basis is winning out more often than our concerns about COVID infections. I keep seeing stories across the business wires about companies boycotting social media and some of them were pretty obvious from the past. Names like Ben and Jerry's. Um, but when they started getting the Coca-Colas and you're saying, okay, when you say social media, Facebook, um, you say boycott, you're saying Facebook. So Coca-Cola posted, you know, stop hate for profit. That's trending right now. Saying there's no place for racism in the world. And especially on social media. This is one of the boycotts that seems to be working. A lot of times I, I tend to feel like, sure, go ahead and boycott like by not eating a McDonald's burger for two or three days. I don't think McDonald's is going to really stress about that. And I, I shouldn't have used McDonald's. I should use XYZ company. But same thing with uh, Facebook. You're almost like, yeah, you'll be back. We know you want to advertise with someone who has access to that many people. So advertising accounts for about 100% of Facebook's revenue. The firm pulls in $17.4 billion in ad sales in the first three months of the year. So when big boys say they're pulling back, it's, it's being noticed by Wall Street. How about a crazy, nutty, insane statistic for today? You know, we keep talking about V-shaped, but it's going to be awful. June's going to be great. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. First half of the year slow, second half of the year rebound, right? And we don't have that rebound as like a U. We don't have it as a W where we're going to dip again. We're kind of like building that as we go. Uh, but pending home sales jumped a record 44.3%. So that sounds like I'll never be able to get a home because everyone out there is trying to get a home. It sounds like 44.3% is a crazy number. Expectations were for 15% rise. 
And I don't know if being locked up for a couple months got people kind of like feeling randy, like, hey, honey, let's go buy a house. Something's going on there. Uh, maybe it's the average rate on a 30-year mortgage sitting at 3.2% at the start of May, but it fell beneath 3% in June. I can't take a baseball bat and hit myself in the head. I wish I could <laughs> because did he just say a mortgage rate of under 3% for a 30-year fixed? Yeah, I did. That's not going to last forever, but, man, it it does feel like low rates have been here for a long time. And as we've had a sustained recovery in the stock market, the number one culprit that I'm looking at is you low interest rates. And as we've looked at a prolonged and strong rebound in housing, the number one uh, culprit I'm looking at you, 10-year interest rate, now, there's also something else going on, for sure. Growing political risk. Biden versus Trump. Trump said some conciliatory things as if he was giving up on Friday. Now, again, it's early. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun last couple of months of, does this end his presidency or does it extend it? Does the election end in November or do courts challenge it? You got to admit, it's politics is kind of the making of the sausage is fun to watch within reason. Biden's moving up in the polls right now. A lot of people are questioning, is he peaking too early? Now, over the weekend, I had a neighbor kind of corner me and ask me pretty aggressively. Um, he's got the kind of job that's, I'm not going to say fragile. He has to stay in good health for it, but it is tied towards the economy, and he's busier now than ever. But he is worried that coronavirus could shut us down again. Now, we talked about politics. He is a man that has a Black Lives Matter flag in his yard. Um. It's hanging upside down. I'm like, is it supposed to hang upside down? Like, I don't know protocol. <laughs> and um, he's not, he, he's scared. He, he feels another shutdown coming. And I was like, you have to talk to your planner, like, and, and like, let them know that while things are good right now in the stock market, that you want to lighten back up. <clears throat> now is not a good time to have a theory in your head. Now is a good time to have a conversation with your planner because the theory in your head is going to drive you crazy. Anyhow, um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. We'll see how today plays out because Boeing has been a very strong mover, up 8% for, well, I guess for themselves. But as that happens in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, they're one of the bigger players there. Interesting note, Apple's moving up three today, up 1%. Overall market's up fractions. So you look for the outperformers and the underperformers. Like, <clears throat> I see DraftKings, Rob Black's silly idea of how to play the recovery until California said, you know, we're not going to let apps do online betting in California on casinos. Other states are like, sure, we'll do that. New Jersey's currently doing it. And again, as long as they pay their taxes, states are going to probably turn the other way. 
Beyond Meat has been a big story in the last year for a lot of reasons. Probably the most clear and abundant one is it's a plant-based protein, and it's making its way into culture, and it's making its way into fast food restaurants, and it's making its way into people's bellies. Now, the only problem is cost for me. I couldn't really tell that much difference when you put it in with, like, tomato sauce or ragu or gravy, depending on what culture you're from. But their CEO was out there this weekend, and he said, it's not going to take that long for us to get the cost down. Um, Because my fear on it was the cost. A pound of ground beef, let's say $5.99, a pound of Beyond Meat, $9.99, almost double. So they have to get more manufacturing. They got to get more distribution. They got to get green lights on new products. Like maybe a barbecue cheeseburger at Carl's Jr. Again, the barbecue sauce will kill out that weird little taste that's still there. And you won't be able to tell the difference. So there's some things that need to fall in place for that stock to find its legs. And they're all about driving down costs because the story is pretty well known. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. It is wildly appreciated. I was just kind of talking to my producer, and he reminded me kind of something to talk about that I'd have to start getting back to like some normal stuff on occasion, get out of the world of COVID, so to speak. Um, he's doing a do-it-yourself project right now, and it sounds like it could get kind of expensive. And that's something financial planner type people, we kind of have to, and I'm not a financial planner. Because now when you say the word financial planner, you have to say fiduciary and circle it. Um, but one of the areas that people mess up on, and they, one day I was buying a car, the guy who sold me a car, and right there, right, buying a new car. Um, but the guy who was selling me a car owned a dealership, and I felt he was giving me a good deal kind of thing or a better deal than typically I would walk into on my own. And... Um, I was asking about the extras, the various ones that I wanted, not the ones like, I don't want the undercoating. $800 and uh, if it ever goes bad, we'll, we'll honor it and make it like, I don't trust you kind of thing. And I don't even like that idea. I don't know kind of thing. But the one that got me was um, he said something pretty honest. And like, let's say it's a truck and, you know, like a bed extender. He's like, you probably won't use it. He, nets for the bed. He says, you probably won't use it. He said, something like research says 85% of these extras no one ever uses. And I was like, I, I won't almost say that I was discouraged. I, I think I was enlightened. And um, I think that's worthy of note. It's a lot of stuff that we spend a lot of little side time on doing projects we never end up using. Can you go back in life and, and add that all up? And if you could, how much would it be? Would you be embarrassed? I can tell you I would. The when I get a vehicle for twenty thousand and then I buy five thousand of extras or whatever. Anyway, the point being is you can make money investing. You can also make money saving money, and you can't forget that. 
the things you don't necessarily need, the do-it-yourself projects that become just too expensive. Um, I have a price on my time. And yes, I will slurry a driveway. I won't pay someone to do that. But no, I will not stain a deck or stain a house that's 25 feet in the air. I'm not getting on a ladder for that kind of time and money, so to speak. Uh, it's going to take a little bit more to get me in. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Boeing is the rebound bid today. There's news that the certification flights for the 737 MAX will begin today. Boeing's going to move and help the Dow on that news is my assumption. Then there will be a little bit of a hangover where maybe it gets too far ahead of itself. And they do get the recertification like, woo, but then the orders start trickling back versus roaring back. One thing Boeing has to do is change the name from 737 MAX to something else. Too many smart butts out there who have said in their head, like, hey, you want to go to Mexico with me? We're going on a 737 MAX. We may go down. Kind of a big deal. The marketing of the 737 has to be changed. The name has to be changed. Two planes going down. But again, that'll be part of the process. Chesapeake Energy filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. This is a big natural gas company. Chesapeake Energy at one point was said to have is the natural gas of the American Southwest what oil is to Saudi Arabia. Like, whoa. They got that much. And again, it's not... It's basically, no, i got to be careful how I say this. Um, there's some infrastructure costs that make natural gas sometimes too expensive, and we look at alternatives. So the bankruptcy news is music to the ears of day traders looking to have a little bit of fun with their search for opportunity. We've already seen what GNC Holdings could do. Go down 60%, go up 50%, go down 30%, go up 20%. All because of bankruptcy. Same thing with Hertz. And I know a lot of people that will go, well, I'll bet 50 cents on a horse race, but I won't bet $50 on a horse race. I'll bet 50 cents on a stock, but I won't bet $50 on a stock. And the underlying condition of that horse and the underlying condition of that stock is the same. But Chapter 11 bankruptcy is Chapter 11 bankruptcy, whether you're a big company or a small company, whether you have a high valuation or a small valuation, whether you have a big round number or a small number. So a little bit of speculation going on still out there. In the end, I hate that because I know average people are going to lose their, their shirt. The FOMC meetings for the June 9th, June 10th meeting – is something we're going to be looking at. The employment situation reports going to be released this week. Uh, manufacturing data for June. So when we hear about, you know, factories being shut down and factories open backing up, <clears throat> think about something that we make at factories like cars. They're big ticket items. So we will pay attention a little bit closer on this show this week, maybe to manufacturing than we typically do. But we'll get back to your boring programming just as soon as we can. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. The Dow is up heavily on the backs of Boeing today. With that said, it's another up day.
with that said, I did some emails over the weekend, and I can tell you people are still shocked by how far the market's gone. And what's interesting is some people are shocked in a negative way, and some people are like, I got to get involved. And I'm trying to like keep that in my head. Amazon's going to pay one big old chunk of $500 million in one-time bonuses to their frontline workers. They've had a little bit of bad PR in this COVID era where their employees are saying, we need to strike. And they're like, you do that and you're out of a job. We need better health situations. <laughs> Evil Steve Bezos, you do that and you're out of a job. That's how the media is portraying it. I don't know how true, but that's how the media is portraying it. Amazon is going to give $500 million to basically buy the silence of their employees and to do the right thing by them. So some frontline employees are going to receive anywhere between $150 to $300, to $3,000 bonus. Now, again, you're like, yes, yes, I get it. They're going to spend $500 million, but didn't Jeff Bezos make $35 billion during COVID? Yes, that's probably true. Okay, now the millennial goes, you make too much money. You must share it with your employees, comrade. The Generation X goes, man, I wish I would have invented Amazon. And the baby boomer goes, isn't it just swell that they could deliver packages here, like magically? Yes, thank you very much. That's Rob Black's millennial, Generation X, and baby boomer impressions, all wrapped up in one commentary about Amazon. Anyhow, and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Nice green day on the markets. Uh, the stories are good out there. Let's talk about them. Have your questions. Drop them to me at rob at robblackshow.com or find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. <clears throat> One of the things I learned about subtly in the 1980s, after I finished high school and I started graduating, not graduating, but start touring like Europe and things like that during the summers in between college semesters, was that America's opinion does matter. At one point in time, I was impressed by how people from France and Germany and people from Australia, they knew our Bill of Rights and they were, they were like really proud of them. And then at one point in time, I believe Reagan might have help me on my political events here, but there was a bombing in the Beirut embassy and Reagan responded. Um, I do believe some Marines died in a bombing that um, hit the barracks, U.S. Marines. It's sad that I could very vaguely remember this, but I remember the United States responded and we hit kind of an orphanage and Europeans and world people thought, wow, he's a cowboy. You hit one of his, and he hits two of yours, and he hits below the belt. So our president kind of gave Americans a cowboy image. So when my friends overseas would meet me, they're like, where's your cowboy hat? Where's your six-shooter? Uh, a lot of that's going on right now, whether we like it or, and or don't like it, with China. And I would probably say the last year maybe the last six months, the United States has probably hurt their image internationally. So 
in the future for either president or any president, when I say either, I'm kind of playing the Republican-Democrat game, I think it may be a little bit tougher to be that global power that has like a pristine reputation. We'll see. But that's something that you deal with coming out. And I'm not going to say you get depressed with, but you work with what you're given. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stocks are rebounding from opening, I'd say, malaise. S&P 500 has slowly built on some rallying. Early on, I was saying, hey, this is all Boeing today. Talking about a FAA spokesperson saying the 737 MAX certification flights could begin today. I talked about that with you last week, so this shouldn't be a surprise that they're out 6 7%. Facebook is down 3.8% as more companies are boycotting the social media platform. And they're legit companies. It's You can tell you have a legit business when the sponsors are legit, right? When during your commercials you're hearing Visa and Coca-Cola and McDonald's. If you're hearing cat insurance, go come with a cat. Meow. It's probably a little bit shakier of an insurance company here. Than say a Geico. 800 516 1220 calls on the air. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton, a surprise call in from the one and the only. Mr. Burton, how are you, Chad? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you? Good. I have no notes on you. What's up? Well, I just wanted to pop in because um, something interesting happened last week that was kind of an extension of the CARES Act. So I want to make sure that we're talking about it. I've mentioned it a little bit on the 6 a.m. show, but, you know, it's, the commuting is a little different these days, right? Sure. Yeah, so um, what happened under the CARES Act is that people, because the market had dipped, um, the government said, okay, those that are over 70 and a half that typically take, that have to take required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts, they don't have to take it this year. Okay. Um and that included inherited IRAs, and even those that already took it had a period of time where they could roll it back over. It was like a 60-day window. Well, last week, they extended it. There was notice 2020-51, and essentially what happens is anybody that took a required minimum distribution this year out of their IRAs, 401Ks, 403Bs, even inherited IRAs now, Rob, and this is the big change. So if somebody left you an IRA, you roll it into an inherited IRA, you have to take a little bit out each year. If you already took it prior to the CARES Act, you now have until August 31st to repay your accounts and wipe out the tax effect of any required minimum distribution you took. And that includes inherited IRAs now. So the strategy here is is that, okay, if you took out a required minimum distribution... Okay. If you have the ability to pay it back out of some you know, fund, whether it's a brokerage account, your bank account, or whatever, you could pay it back and wipe out the tax consequence. And then if you're always going to be at the same tax bracket, though, maybe you consider a partial Roth conversion instead and start building up that tax-free account. So it's a little bit of a, a bonus for people out there, but they do have until August 31st to kind of uh, you know, make sure that this happens. We were... You know, on top of this and doing this for people that had the 60 days once the CARES Act came out. Now we got to go back to the beginning of the year and do this project all over. But, hey, if we can save some people taxes during the tough time, let's do it. 
Question for you. Is it worth doing? Because the way you just described that, I'm going to tell you that the average person goes, ah, I already did it. Don't know if I want to deal with the IRS. Nah, don't know if I want to deal with contacting Fidelity. Like, sure, I'll save some money. But a lot of people kind of, and that's one of the problems with being older is like, you don't want to be bothered and like reading contracts that are in fine print or tough, but doing something like this feels like a little bit of a loophole. Is it a loophole or is it easy to fix or easy to get right? Um, it, it's actually fairly easy to fix. It's really, you're, Good. you're kind of, uh, uh, just writing a check back into your IRA account. So okay. it's really one check that wipes out the contribution but you got to have the cash to be able to do it. So if you already spent the money and you don't have other money to pay it back, then I guess you know it's kind of a moot point. But for those that didn't want to pay the taxes on the money at all and they'd like to save taxes and have more room for an IRA to Roth conversion, start building up that Roth IRA account. We've talked about how important that is, right, Rob? Because taxes are going to be higher in the future. I'm 100% convinced of that. So the more we focus on increasing that Roth IRA bucket so that that those investments inside your Roth are bigger and bigger and bigger in the future, and you don't pay any taxes on it. It doesn't affect your Social Security taxation, your Medicare taxation. Um, the better off you're going to be in retirement. Taxation without representation. Anything else that you're working on, Mr. Burton, CFP, extraordinary that you want to wow our listeners with? Um, well, I've got uh, a guy tomorrow morning talking uh, with Newberger Berman, talking all about real estate. Um, so that's, that's an interesting approach right now, right? Because you've got all of these unknowns when it comes to office REITs. Um, yet what about home builders and home builders that have kind of diversified businesses that are building homes out in the suburbs, but also own homes in terms of rentals? Um, so REITs are kind of all over the place, Rob. You got some, some positives out there with cell phone towers, but they're kind of expensive. You got some negatives with the office REITs. Um, so talking tomorrow morning with, uh, the head manager of a Newberger Berman real estate fund that's been pretty successful this year in terms of REITs. Sounds good. So we'll tune in for that. Thank you very much. It's CFP Chad Burton. Um, his show that he was just hinting passively at is tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., uh, Monday through Friday. He grabs guests from families of funds like Newberger and Berman. Um, these guys are highly recruited out of college, smart brains. They do a nice job of managing portfolios and like maybe sometimes doing themes. I used to love listening to commentary from fund managers. There was one in San Francisco, for instance, Robertson Stevens, that I really, really liked back in the early 90s because they were the mutual fund family that said, we're going to hire the best tech minds and we're going to have the best commentary and we're going to have the best portfolios diet. And it was right in San Francisco. And oddly enough, they invested right in all the dot-com kind of areas. But I loved the commentary. So tune in tomorrow morning for CFP Chad Burton as he talks to a financial expert on the new Focus on Wealth show. You can also grab the podcast because like he said, who the heck's getting up at six in the morning? Who needs to shower and go to work and on the community? You listen to the dulcet tones of Chad Burton. Not likely. Not likely in this day and age. We're all staying at home wearing pajamas listening to Chad Burton and his podcast that you can find at newfocusfinancial.com. Okay, so there's things that are not working in the reopening. I hope you see that. So we should see some lumpiness in the economy. For instance, like if you play soccer or your kids play soccer, the camps are pretty virtual. 
And the outdoor camps are pretty weird for people. Some parents just don't want to expose their kids. And I get it. So, too many question marks. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, one of the companies that is pretty interesting to watch is Amazon. There was probably five to seven, eight years ago, we would all be doing homework on the auto industry. And we'd see companies like Apple developing um, an in-dash software. Or were they developing a, a self-driving car? Or were they developing a, a moon rocket? We never learned a lot by Apple, but we learned a little bit from Amazon. We learned a lot from Tesla, which turned 10 years old. Happy birthday, Elon Musk. But the idea of autonomous passengers started to be built into our futures. Probably about four or five years ago, we were like, by 2018, by 2019, by 2020. I was like, by 2018, and we'll be able to uh, drive on the highway with hands-free. Um, and then, oh, by 2020, we'll be able to sleep in the car while, we're dri- while it's driving us. Well, the self-driving car industry hasn't hit that fast. And over the past several years, a lot of prototypes uh, have done okay. Um, but there was one company called Zoox. Uh, Z-O-O-X. And we knew Amazon was getting in the dash. So you could order things from your car radio kind of thing with a Wi-Fi. And you could ask it to play music. So Amazon was kind of playing in there. And then Amazon buys Zooks. So they're relatively late to the game. But now they're starting to pick up transportation assets. Hey, Alexa, drive me to the store. Or, hey, Alexa, have the store drive to me. I don't even know where we are anymore. I'm confused. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Thanks for listening. CFP Chad Burton just dropped in to chime in on just a really little-known, vague thing that came out in the CARES Act last week. And it shows you that like financial planning needs to be dynamic. And I hope you grasp that, because I certainly didn't as a child. I thought, I've seen people time and time again, one size fits all, right? And it doesn't. That's the problem with doing a show like this, is I can give you a lot of good sound structural background, but applying it to you is brutal. And I can give you a great example. There's a guy at Cron Television I've been working with for eight, nine months trying to get his butt involved in investing. He came to me, and it was kind of a boo-hoo story. Oh, my mom and dad are die. My dad just died, and my mom died last year, and I've inherited some money, and I don't know what to do. And I held his hand through the process, and I'm like, okay, here's what you're going to do. First of all, how old are you? What's your income? What do you have? What do you don't have? Do you have brothers or sisters who are getting part of this quote-unquote inheritance? Uh, how much is it? Uh, what are your goals? Do you own a home? I went through all that with him, and I was like, okay, okay, here's what you do. You call Fidelity or TAD Ameritrade. You go, okay, I'm getting a big chunk of change. I need a Roth IRA, in his case, or I need a regular account. And I, I was like, okay, you, you put it in the Roth for this reason. You've already paid taxes on it. Um, but at your work, you're going to do the 401k pre-tax income contribution to your retirement up to 15% of your salary. And I walked him through all this. I showed him the, um, the five funds. I'm like, this is what I would do. And if you want to be a little bit brainier about it, maybe tinker. But don't get too far off the course. Stay in your lane. Where does this go? 
um, he still hasn't done it. And every now and then I check back on, in on him. I'm like, have you, have you done the paperwork yet? He's like, well, well, I got it. I just haven't finished. I'm like, dude, it's electronic. You don't even have to print it. You can, uh, you know, auto sign. He's like, oh, I'm going to get to it. And next time you ask me for help, I'm going to say, screw you. I've already given you two, three hours of my time. And in theory, I could charge two, three hundred dollars for my time. And if you're not going to do it, you're not going to do it. And that's the biggest, that's one of the biggest mistakes I see people could do. One of the things I love about apps is they're easy to start up. One of the things I hate about apps is they're easy to start up. And a friend of mine just lost his job at Uber. Same friend who bought a $250,000 car last year who I said, that's a bad idea. And he started, I'm like, so where are you thinking you're land? He's fintech, financial tech. And I'm like, yeah, that was more of a three-year ago story. But I see like some of them are trying to ramp right now. And this guy has a crazy ability to build international teams. So I get it. Um, long story short, long story short, long story short. Um, there's not a long story short there. But financial apps we saw last week, two weeks ago, a 20-year-old kid killed himself after losing $700,000 in stock options because the app was a little bit too easy. I hate that story. That's sad. That breaks my heart. It's something that I love, like trading and investing. Some would lead to a young man's death. Tragic. But at the same time, when I opened my Acorns app, something I told you a year ago I was going to do, and then I dragged my producer under 30 into it, we both look at our totals and, yeah, I may have more than him because I do more transactions than him. Um, but we're both pleased with the returns. We're both pleased that a cup of coffee at Starbucks that costs five we we're suddenly paying 6 bucks for, but we're investing $0.75. Cents. That's a great example of an app that's doing it well. It doesn't take long of investing $0.75 cents here, $0.75 cents there until you have dollars. And then a couple years, dollars become you know tens of dollars, and tens of dollars become hundreds of dollars. It's like little baby money. Um, what a world we live in, right? I'm almost sad to do stories like these now, where Ubisoft Entertainment, one of the world's largest video game publishers, placed two executives and several other employees on administrative leave. Um, it just it does it not feel like at this point in time people just continue to behave badly and get called out on it unlike ever before and you're like oh do these stories do, do people ever learn 800-516-1220 get your calls on the air what, one of the most sad things I think that's going to come out of all of this in the years to come is how many people record zoom calls <laughs> And use them against them, their employers or their spouses. Just throwing that out there for you. I don't know. There should be a digital watermark on that stuff or not. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, the big story of the day is Boeing. And that would be a nice one for the market to get behind it i.e., let's move past this. For the better part of two years, Boeing, one of the largest components of the Dow Jones Industrial Average, has weighed on the true meaning of what Boeing is doing that day or that week because the Dow, as the Dow did, so did Boeing somewhat. It kind of masked some other things that were going on there. 
And an interesting thing to wake up to, and I got to imagine this isn't great. Iran has issued an arrest warrant for Trump over the killing of Qassam Soleimani and asked Interpol to help detain him. Something tells me Interpol's not going to arrest the president of the United States. But something tells me an Iranian filmmaker is going to make a movie one day about the arrest of Donald Trump, even if it doesn't happen. Um, that's an odd one. Could you imagine waking up and there's an arrest warrant for you? For the death? Like, whoa, that's pretty heavy. Global virus deaths hit 500,000, 25% in the United States. So we're at 125,000. One of the data scientists that I was talking to this weekend said, Rob, we've got models that get us up to about 1 million deaths in the United States. I'm like, well, we're at 125,000. I'm like, that doesn't sound quite right. He's like, some models have it. I'm not telling you to get panicked or anything like that. Miami's closing beaches and bars for July 4th. Something tells me we're going to see a lot of pictures coming out of uh, CNN that show a lot of people co-mingling their body fluids and alcohol levels a little bit too close to each other. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Seminar coming up, or webinar coming up correctly. Pay attention there in the commercials and you'll hear that. I'm Rob Black talking all this financial.